Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. but I have to provide for my family. Oh, that's up to you. Never mind what the Bible says, that it's his responsibility to provide for your family. Oh, yeah, but he's going to use me to do it. Really? Are you you sure he's going to use you the way you're assuming? See, we make all these assumptions. They limited God. Many of you are limiting God right now. Stop it. It's a mistake. It's a mistake to limit God. Don't make the mistake of limiting the almighty God In today's message from Pastor Robert, he explains to you that God understands your needs and cares before you even do. If you're desiring and in need of something, ask him for it. He is more than capable to provide for all of your needs. He is limitless. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 1, as he continues his message, Classic Mistakes. They limited God. You and I do that all the time. I don't care who you are, this is a mistake that we make all the time. Which of these two? God, what do I need to do? Do I need to move to Honolulu or should I stay here in Miami? And God says, no, no, I want you to go to Bangladesh. I want you to move to India where there there aren't any churches. You know, it's amazing to me how many people feel called to plant another church in the city of Miami. Now, I'm not saying we got enough churches in the city of Miami. I'm saying there are no churches in so many places. No churches. And it's like, what, what, what is it that, that we have all, the, all of these different places in the 1040 window? You know, the, the, uh, that, that window, when you look at latitude and longitude, but, and I can't remember, you know, but 1040, Google it, the 1040 window, where there are no churches or there, there are virtually no churches, where, where there is no possibility of near neighbor evangelism. You know, I, early this morning, I was texting back and forth with a, a lady in India, and she and her family, she and her husband, work with Youth with a Mission in India. And she was telling me that she is the very, she's a friend of a friend. She was telling me she's the only person in her family who knows Jesus. She's from a Hindi background. So all of the rest of her family, they're still separated from the Lord. And, and she's walking with Jesus and serving Jesus, and, and they're like total lockdown, having a really, really hard time because of the coronavirus. And, and Think about that. Think about that. So few people serving Jesus in places 
where nobody, nobody knows it. There, there, there are way too few laborers in some of these places. Now, my question is, are you even open to the possibility that he might send you there? See, I, I've encountered way too many people who make an assumption that he would never call them there. Why not? You're breathing his air. Does he have, not have the right to send you wherever he wants to send you? Oh, but I have to provide for my family. Oh, that's up to you. Never mind what the Bible says, that it's his responsibility to provide for your family. Oh, yeah, but he's going to use me to do it. Really? Are you, are, are you sure he's going to use you the way you're assuming? So we make all these assumptions. They limited God. Many of you are limiting God right now. Stop it. It's a mistake. It's a mistake to limit God. See, they said, which of these two? And I think God said, neither one. There was another option that they'd not even considered. They, did, they, they were not even open to this third option. By the way, this is the very last time we see anybody casting lots to try to figure out what the will of God is. As we next week get into chapter two, we're going to see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And after this, they just ask him, God, what do you want me to do? And the Holy Spirit would answer them. And we'll get into that a little bit more next week. But see, th this time, they, they cast the lots. They did what they had always been trained to do, what they had always known to do. It had been common practice all through the time of the prophets and the judges, you know. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Matthias. And then his name is never mentioned again in Scripture. We know nothing of this man. They, they selected him to be an apostle because the lot fell on him after they said, God, show us which of these two. And only two choices, the lot fell to him, so he's the guy. Of course, we know later in Scripture, it becomes pretty clear that Jesus selected Saul of Tarsus. But see, he would have been completely unlikely. You know what I mean? I mean, imagine, imagine the least likely candidate on the planet Today, I'm not even sure who that would be. Somebody who is like just a radical persecutor of Christians in our world today. Maybe that guy Kim Jong-il in, in North Korea. And God says, he's going to be my next apostle. That's the guy, the one who's killing Christians. He's the one. I'm, I'm going to put him. And they would have been like, no, that can't be the Holy Spirit. That's got to be some demon trying to lie to us. Saul of Tarsus was selected by Jesus, transformed, and then sent out as an apostle. Was Paul apostle number 13? I mean, you know, or what about Matthias? You know what? We don't know. We don't know. As I've already said, there's nothing in the Bible that says there has to be 12 and only 12. We, 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 don't, we don't know for sure. That brings me to mistake number three, by the way. Not a mistake that they made, but a mistake that we often can make. You know, poor, poor old Matthias, he usually just gets written off as completely irrelevant because nothing further is ever written about his ministry. So he must not have accomplished very much for Jesus, right? I mean, we don't know anything more about him. He just kind of disappears into obscurity. But we forget that this man was known and apparently respected by the other followers of Jesus. This was a man who, who, just like Peter and James and John, he had been serving with and learning from Jesus right from the start. What was their criteria? He had to be present at the Jordan River when John baptized Jesus, and he needed to have walked with Jesus and walked with them the whole time right up until the point 
of the ascension of Jesus in their sight from, from the Mount of Olives into heaven. He had to be, he was there. This was a man they respected. This, think about it, by implication, this was one of the two most respected men among the followers of Jesus Christ. Wow. That's pretty significant. Listen, another just real quick observation. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 3 tells us that one of the 12 apostles chosen and anointed and sent forth in power by the Lord Jesus was a man named Lebius, whose surname was Thaddeus. So Lebius Thaddeus. It's like, did you realize this guy's one of the 12? One of the apostles Jesus himself appointed, and that's all we know about him. We don't know anything about Lebius. What did he do? Who knows what he did? But out of all the men on earth, he was one of the 12 Jesus called as an apostle. Wow. I wonder how many men and women have been touched by the Lord Jesus across the centuries. You know, appointed by him, anointed by him, selected by Jesus, sent by Jesus who never became famous. They never had any books written about them. There's no real earthly record of their accomplishments. I think there's an important principle that we need to make note of. There's a strong probability that people who are well-known and highly esteemed on earth are gonna live in obscurity for the rest of eternity. You know, you're gonna be in heaven and you're gonna see some guy in a, in a, you know, he's got his mansion, but it's way off out there. Someone's like, who, do you know, who lives there? I don't know, no idea. And then you'll, later you'll hear it's this guy named Billy Graham. Famous on earth, maybe not so famous in heaven. Lots of acclaim, lots of attention, lots of respect, rightly so, but in heaven, obscurity. I don't know, but I, I see a principle in Scripture that I think it's, it's good for us to make note of because, see, I, I think the reverse also applies. There are people who live in obscurity, serving Jesus, being faithful while on earth, who will be famous, revered in the halls of heaven. so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Acts. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please 
prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David. And thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio.